When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. This is the Wednesday, September 22nd edition of the show. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And still riding on the phone this week as we go along. This is, of course, the NFL Pick Show. Hey, Chris, before we start off with anything, uh, I was looking today. Where do you think college game day is going to go next week? I think they have their first difficult dilemma uh, of the of the college football season. So, cause oh, I, I don't think it's that... I don't think it's that difficult at all. You go to Chicago. Well, no, no, no. They're they're going to Chicago this week for Notre Dame, Wisconsin. Yeah. Right. So so next week you've got Cincinnati, Notre Dame. But what happens if Notre Dame loses? You can't. You can't. You can't it doesn't matter. You can't go to Notre Dame two weeks in a row. That'd be a terrible idea. Okay. So so then you've got Michigan at Wisconsin, which is a ranked matchup. You've okay. got. That's it's not hard, Gary. It's not hard. This is, once again, you're trying to fit Alabama into a conversation where Alabama doesn't fit. But the answer is they go to Tuscaloosa. That's, I was curious if that's, if that's the logical spot because you this could. Is, this is not that hard. You don't have to talk. We'll talk about it next week because that's where it'll be. What are we doing? So, trying to fit Bama into a, into a schedule where Bama wasn't on the list. So what about Arkansas at Georgia? If Arkansas no. beats Texas A&M, I mean, it, it's no. an 11 a.m. kick, but it, no, just it, it's got to be Kiffin right. and Saban. That's, I just wondered because I think like the the only top ten matchup if Notre Dame wins will be Notre Dame Cincinnati, and I mean I might would go to Notre Dame two times in a row. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Eh, I mean who knows? Who knows? Either way, I, think I know, was... I know, I know, I know. You asked me, I gave you the answer. I know they're going to they're going to Tuscaloosa. You happy? Uh, we put Bama into a conversation we weren't supposed to talk about football. Bama today. That's okay. <laughs> All right, let's let's go ahead and dive into this rundown. Go to winningcureseverything.com. That is the website. Everywhere you need to know, everywhere you need to be subscribed, go ahead and check that out. Chris does a show for uh, Sportsbook Review. You can find his show, sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF, or you can just click the link in the description. It'll take you to the YouTube page for you to sign up. Uh, so far, Chris, it's what, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday shows? Is that right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. uh, and then I do a Bet US college football show. Mine are on uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays. So link is in the description for both of those. Make sure you are subscribed. The show 
is brought to you every single time out by BetUS, where the game begins. You can get 125% sign-up bonus. Use the promo code NCAAF2021, and it's going to be a, a deposit bonus up to $2,500. I mean, I'm talking ridiculous, and it is sportsbook exclusive. There is a link in the description. Go ahead and check it out, BetUS.com, where the game begins. Chris, the uh, the first news topic that I want to hit on, because we, we didn't have a ton of time to discuss it last week, but the Big 12 could feasibly poach the Pac-12 here in the next few years. And this is not something that we have discussed on the show yet, but it is something that was in a report. Of course, we discussed a little bit the Dennis Dodd report from last week that was talking about the AAC targeting four uh, Mountain West schools and one Conference USA school. Now, inside of that report, he put this little instance. Big 12 executives are also watching closely as the Pac-12 negotiates a new TV deal in 2024 when its current agreement with Fox and ESPN expires. If the Pac-12 media rights revenue approximates that of the Big 12 at that time, there is a feeling within the Big 12 some Pac-12 schools might be interested in joining. Before we dive too deep, I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, really interested. I think the Pac-12 schools should, A, that gives them a couple of years to see what the Big 12 looking like. They can get a pretty good idea of the revenue, and they all have the relationships with uh, all the different TV networks, so they'll know what their contract is and what their value is. If they're valued more than the Pac-12, then I, I could absolutely see them jumping. And here's the places I think that'll jump. There are clear divided lines of states and schools that care about football and states and schools that don't. And the schools that are involved with states that really care about football, I think, are going to be tempted to leave and join a conference where the rest of the conference cares about football. So are we talking basically everybody that is on the, the far coast stays in, in one smaller, you know, Pac-10 league, Pac-8 league, whatever. Um, and basically what I'm saying can, is Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado, all potential movers to the Big 12? Well, I even wonder about Colorado today. I, I don't know. I don't know about the state of Colorado or the University of Colorado and the amount of resources that they're putting into football. They're really proud to be a Pac-12 school. They're really proud to be a member of, of that West Coast conference and 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 proud to to care about academics and things of that nature seemingly more than they're proud of football. I could totally see Utah jumping ship and coming U- over Utah, to the Big 12. Arizona, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State are, are three that I think are complete gimmies. Complete gimmies. Yeah, that would definitely make sense. That, as bad as Arizona has been, they do have a little bit of momentum, uh, at least with that new coaching staff. No, they're not good on the field this year. Uh, I, I did bring up how the Big Ten could play into this because the Big Ten right well, I'm not so hang on. I'm not saying that the Pac-12 would want them. Okay, I'm I'm saying they would be more enticed to leave and go to a conference that cares about football over staying in the conference that doesn't. I agreed. So Klyovkov has has made it a point to make sure everybody understands that he understands that football is the breadwinner, right? Like that's 
that's where everybody gets their money from. And he knows it, and he understands that he has to improve that product. However, there are a lot of schools that were fed up and frustrated with the last TV deal that they had. And, and of course, nobody blames them because Larry Scott, I mean, it, it was a... It was an eye-opening deal at first, but it was signed for too long and too little money because they got left behind in a big, big way, partly because of the Pac-12 network. Now, we all assume the Pac-12 network is going away, but the Big Ten rights deal and the Pac-12 rights deal are both done in 2024. If the Big Ten decides, hey, maybe, you know, the SEC went and got Texas and Oklahoma, if the Big Ten decides here in the next, you know, year or so, eh, maybe put out some feelers to USC. Maybe see what UCLA or Washington or whoever is up to. That could certainly play into it. And who would have thought, because this was something that was reported by the Star-Telegram about a week ago, that the Pac-12 was actually looking at expansion, and the two candidates that they wanted were actually Houston and TCU. Now, if they had gotten both of those, none of this happens, because at that point, the the Big 12 is done. Like there's, there's, yeah, if they would have gotten that, they would have killed the Big 12. And instead, they decide to play nice and just sit back and don't do anything. And now there is a possibility, at least, that in the next few years, the Big 12 could be poaching Pac-12 teams and create their own little Super League, which would be very interesting. I will certainly say that. Uh, but if that were to happen, if if, you, if they lose Utah and one other, or both, uh, both Arizona schools or something like that, and it drops back down to a Pac-10 how much value is there for USC, for Oregon, for whoever, unless they were to go out and get a Boise or somebody along those lines? And I, I don't know what the answer to that is. It, it, we, we are seeing a seismic shift in, in the college football landscape. And it is, it is exciting. It is exciting. You got any more thoughts on that? No, I'm, I'm just interested to see how this all plays out. I mean, I, you know, like I said, it, it's going to be funny if the, pack, if the Big 12 pulls out of this, you know, maybe not stronger, but but just as strong as they were after Texas and Oklahoma leaves when they were so close to dead and and some of these other conferences are just crippled or far weaker than they were when when, you know, they all tried to not basically put the final bullet in, in the Pac twelve. In the Big Twelve. Yeah. No, I I do agree. Like you you better you better come at them and knock them out when you got a chance. Otherwise, they may be coming for you. So, <laughs> all right, yeah. let's uh, let's dive into NFL Week Two recap. And of course, I've got four questions that I want to ask every single week. And we will start off with this one: uh, the best games of the weekend. Uh, do you want me to start off, or you want to start off with uh, with your best game? No, it doesn't matter to me. I'll I'll start off on Thursday night last week. I think Washington and the Giants was highly entertaining. I mean just ridiculously entertaining. Uh Washington wins 30 to 29. Uh, Giants covered for me, so that was good, but all in all Daniel Jones may not have been able to play any better than he did against that defense and still came away with a loss. Like I, I just the the decision making in that game for Joe Judge and that offense was they just they don't want to take risks for whatever reason. And I don't understand it, but that that was my my best game of the weekend. What uh what was yours? Yeah, so I had I wrote two down just in case that 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 was one of them. Best game of the weekend, other than that one, and the first choice I actually had was the Vikings cards. Uh, Minnesota went into Arizona 
and they really put on a show. That game went back and forth. Uh, Arizona's going to score. They're going to score a bunch. Vikings found some offense that was pretty exciting. Came down to a last-second field goal that 87% of the NFL makes every time. And I'll be damned if the Vikings kicker, who's the reason they were one point behind to begin with, needed a field goal. And what game wasn't tied was because he missed uh, uh, extra points early. Missed the field goal to win the game, walk it off. It was, you know, it was a pretty exciting game. Um, and, and it just, you know, I thought I thought that was it. I can uh, I can totally see that one. I can see that one because I did have that one on one of my other TVs. And, yes, it was a barn burner, lots of points. Uh, speaking of lots of points, we'll toss this one in there. It's kind of an honorable mention. But, it, I mean, for anybody else, it could have been number one on the list. Sunday Night Football, uh, the Ravens and the Chiefs. 36-35, Lamar gets it done, pretty, even with 14 guys on injured reserve. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Your, your thoughts on that? <clears throat> pretty, yeah, that was that was pretty great. Lamar played like Superman. He's going to have to play hero ball to carry the team for a while, but I think he's capable of doing it. He finally got the monkey off his back of being Patrick Mahomes and City Chiefs. Listen, this Chiefs team has played two weeks in a row, and everybody in the world, now these are probably two best run games in, in, in all of the NFL, but they run at will. I, I, I don't know why they, other teams are not doing it. I don't know why the Browns stopped doing it. Just run the ball every time. Keep Patrick Mahomes on the sidelines. You don't need 30, 40-yard gash plays. You don't need to score fast. You need Mahomes getting frustrated on the sidelines because he's not touching the football because you can get four to five yards every time you move forward if you want. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, the most surprising result of the weekend uh, nothing this weekend was super surprising. You could say Panthers and Saints just because of how lopsided it was, but of course with all the, the COVID stuff going on with New Orleans, who knew what to expect with that? I put the Titans going on the road and getting a win in overtime at Seattle, uh, 33-30, and Derrick Henry came alive in the second half. 24-9 was the halftime score, Seahawks lead, and Titans defense shut them down in the second half, and I didn't know that they could do that. So, what was uh, what was your most surprising result? No, no, the most surprising result for me was the Panthers Saints. I thought the Panthers could cover this game. I thought they would win the game. I, I really did. I did not see them beating the shit out of the Saints. I did not think this defense was going to be that good that quick. Matt Rule is one of the best coaches of the game of football, and it doesn't matter if it's the high school level, the college level, or the professional level. This guy drafted like nine rookies last year on defense, and now this year. They've got one of the top three defenses in the league. Uh, they, okay. It's it's they, the number one DVOA defense in the league right now. I, I, I get that. I don't think they played that great of offenses, so that's why I'm giving them a top three nod instead of just a statistical nod. Uh, the Jets are really bad, so Agreed. that's that. Um, but but no, I I I, I got to give it to them. That was the most surprising. They beat the hell out of the Saints. I mean, they they never were not in control of that game. And it was because of the defense more than the offense. Yes. No, you're you're absolutely right on that. Um, my question to you now, who lost the weekend? The Dolphins lost the weekend. So I I I thought that. I thought that. Um I do have a little bit of a different answer. But uh but yeah, losing to the Bills thirty five to nothing, they were completely inept. They lost to a early. Jacoby Brissett could do nothing. A lot of fumbles lost in this game. I mean, it was just... They, they didn't lose too early. Tua played half that game, and Tua didn't look good either. 
it didn't it didn't matter if he got hurt or not. They weren't scoring. Yeah, yeah. No, they they just looked. I, I think I think that offense has problems. They they looked bad against the Patriots, but the Patriots played like shit too. And that was one of those games where you thought the Dolphins looked good last week, and I thought two bad teams and somebody got a win, but nobody deserved to win. This week, they got found out that that was two bad teams and nobody deserved to win, but they got the win, and they better be glad they got that win. I don't think they're going to win many games. It doesn't matter if it's a two or percent, which Jacoby's not going to be very good. If it's Jacoby, they're not going to win a lot anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other one that I had written down for who lost the weekend, uh, refs. Refs, uh, all the taunting penalties, all that. I mean, it, it, it was bad in college and in the NFL this weekend. Uh, but I think the refs definitely lost the weekend a little bit. Um, who do you have as winning the weekend? Uh, my winner of the weekend was the Ravens. That's Lamar. That's exactly, exactly what I had down. Because they needed that one. Needed yep. it bad. Needed it bad. Um, I don't think that's going to do it for a recap. So why don't, why don't we go ahead and jump into some of these games? We've got a lot of games we've got to pick. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. So... Let's start off with the Carolina Panthers at the Houston Texans. This is the Thursday night football game. Texans are a seven-and-a-half-point dog. Um, Panthers, like I mentioned, number one total DVOA uh, in the league. Texans missing Tyrod Taylor, so they're going to be starting a rookie quarterback in Davis Mills, who, okay, like he was, he's all right, I guess. We'll see, but you got a short week. And yes, the Panthers do have to travel on a short week. I get that. But man, seven and a half, like I, give me the Panthers all day. Like Sam Darnold actually looks like a competent quarterback right now. And I don't know that I would have, even against that schedule with the Saints and the Jets, knowing what we knew, I didn't expect him to come out and look like he has. It, 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 I, I think I'm going to roll with the Panthers here. Minus seven and a half. What's, uh, what's your thoughts here? Yep, that's the answer. Davis Mills isn't good. This defense is really, really good. And uh, um, they, uh, they're they just going to have a hard time to, to score the football. I, what they were doing against the Browns, listen, Tyrod Taylor is a gosh-dang professional quarterback. He's a professional football player, okay? And nobody thought that they would be as good as they were um, this year and the, the way they looked the first two games. And that was all because of Tyrod. The second Tyrod went down, it, it's over. This team cannot move the football. Let, let me tell you how bad it was last week against Cleveland, okay? Yep. Tyrod Taylor goes down, and these guys, these guys get a 
they run a play on third down, third and ten. They get it to the eight yard line. All right. So now it's third. It's going to be fourth and two, or they can take a penalty to back uh, the Browns up even or to, to go backwards. Whatever. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> they get they get a penalty. Their, their option is fourth and two. I'm trying to play it in my head to remember it. Those options were either fourth and two or third and ten. Okay. Yes. So the penalty gives them another shot. It, yeah, it was, an off, it was an offsides penalty on the Browns, so they could either... It was an offside penalty, yeah. but I was trying to figure out why it was still third and ten, because they were already backed up uh, five yards. That's why. The, if the math wasn't working in my head. The Browns shouldn't have been able to get them third and ten if they had offsides. It was third and ten, or fourth and two. They took the fourth and two and punted. Yes. And, and Kevin Stefanski's reaction to it was oh, priceless. Yeah. Priceless. Well, he was a shock. <laughs> He, was, he didn't know what he's doing. He's, he's thinking this is when Kevin Stavansky has reached like Bill Belichick Jedi mind control. You know how Bill just stands on the other side of the field and coaches just do dumb stuff and just give him the ball and give him extra possessions or give him points? Like, that's what I saw here. Yeah. I thought it was insane. I didn't know what I was watching. I'm still discombobulated. I remember the play. I don't remember all the details of it. I just don't. I don't know why you do that other than look how bad our offense is. Look, 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 who, look who we're playing. We need field position and hope that we can score on defense and special teams because we're not we're not moving the football on this Browns team anymore. And I just thought that was crazy. No, I'm, so, I'm with you. No, I'm with I think, you. And, and the Panthers, I'm going to tell you this, Panthers defense is a hell of a lot better than my Brownies defense. Hell, this defense is good, baby. They are really, really good. Yes, they are. So we are both riding Panthers minus seven and a half. That moves us to Sunday. And in the noon slate, 1 p.m. Eastern time, Colts at the Titans is the first one we're going to hit on. Titans, a five-and-a-half point favorite, total of 48. Again, these odds brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. Use the promo code that's down in the description. Go ahead and check it out, betus.com. Look, Titans minus five-and-a-half here seems like a lot, especially with the way that the Colts have always played them, regardless of who is at quarterback, etc., Carson Wentz sprained both of his ankles last week against the Rams. Like, that guy plays with complete reckless abandon. He he does not care what happens to him, which is, on one hand, uh, commendable. On the other hand, you are no good to your team if you are not available. Like, he's day-to-day right now. They're saying, you know, they're going to feel him out and see what happens, but it doesn't look like he's going to play on Sunday. I, hell, 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 you got two sprained ankles. Yeah, how do you sprain both of your ankles on the same play? Like, I've never seen anybody do that. I listen. If anybody could do it, it's going to be Carson. Uh, yeah, no, you're you're not wrong there. So the Titans' defense did stifle the Seahawks in the second half last week. Seems like they found some things in that second half. They are playing significantly better. They got destroyed in Week One, and and were getting destroyed in Week uh, in, uh, in the first half of Week Two, and now it looks like they might be onto something here. They finally got Derrick Henry going. I feel good about the Titans here. I think this is a big, big time spot for them at home. I'm going to take the Titans minus the five and a half. So I, I know that's so two straight with, favorites, but you know. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to I'm going to take the dog here, and let me tell you why I'm taking the dog. It, it is. I think the Colts are really well coached. I think their offensive line is really good. They're going to run the football. They're going to control the line of scrimmage. I think their defense is really good. Okay. 
They held the Rams, so they were giving the Rams absolute fit all week. So, I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take the head start, and I'm also going to take all the voodoo that the Colts have done over the over the Titans for I don't know the last decade, where they just cannot win that game. Yeah, you might be onto something. Tennessee's defense number thirty overall DVOA. Indianapolis's offense number twenty five, and of course on the opposite side, Tennessee's offense number twenty three. DVOA on offense and Indianapolis's defense number twenty six. So it's a pretty evenly hey, matched bunch. Uh, go ahead. Let me ask you this: is is there a world where you think this offense, with a full week of practice, with somebody not named Carson Wentz as the number one, is better? Not with the quarterbacks that they have. Sam Ellinger is not in there. Um, it's Jacob Eason and it's Eason. Somebody, yeah, it's going to be easy. Well, it's, it's, it's Jacob Eason. It's who the quarterback is going to be. I don't, I don't think so. Just because, okay. I, I don't know what to make. Like, I don't think the offense was bad under Wentz. Like, he he made some very questionable decisions, but I, I also know what it looked like when Eason got in there, right? And so, true. So who knows? But that's um, against the Ram, But that's against the Rams defense. That might be one of the best two or three defenses in the league. Also, that is that's you, you have a point there. But yeah, there there is definitely a trend to this that the Titans have no clue what to do against the Colts when they come in. I'm I'm guessing that they're going to buck the trend just based on personnel on the field. But it, would it shock me if the Colts cover? No, not not in the slightest. All right, moving would it shock on. Me if the Colts win? No, it wouldn't shock me if the Colts win either. Okay, <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen stupid stuff happen uh, yeah. with, with this bunch. Right. So that is uh, that is the way it goes. So, next game up here, we're going to stay in that noon time slot. And we we got a bunch of division games now, and I'm kind of kind of excited about it. The Chargers headed to Kansas City. Kansas City, a seven-point favorite, total of 55-and-a-half. Uh, look, last, last week's game with the Chargers was weird. And what I know about Kansas City is I don't believe that their defense can stop anybody. And I am going to trust that the Chargers are going to find a way to keep this thing relatively close. They almost always do. And so I'm going to I'm going to ride with that. Uh it's not that the Chargers, you know, offense or defense has been mind-blowing at all, but once we get into these division games, for whatever reason, it's not like they have Kansas City's number, but they always keep this game close. I think 7 points is just too many here. Like I I, I like uh, but yeah. I like the Chargers defense right now. Well, yeah, I, I'm going to bet, I don't know this for a fact, I'm going to bet that against the spread over the last two or three years that the Chargers are actually pretty good against the Chiefs because the line's always inflated because the Chiefs are so good. The Chiefs are exciting to watch, and people like betting on the Chiefs. I'm with you. I'm taking the points. Touchdowns too much. They play field goal games. They play one-score games. They're playing them way too too often. It's really hard to blow somebody out if you can't stop somebody. It just is. At some point in time, you have to be able to shut somebody down. I just don't see this Chargers offense punting a whole lot. I'm uh, I'm actually looking it up as we speak. So over the last 10 games, uh, we're going to do regular and postseason, and it doesn't matter where it is. Uh, let's see. The Chargers, let's see, covered the last two. So they beat uh, Kansas City 38-21 last year. They lost to them 23-20 in September. Um, I mean, this thing's always been within, you know, the the highest score was 2017. Kansas City beat them 30 to 13, but 
But if I remember correctly, that was a bad Chargers team, and they were badly injured in December. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, Kansas, like it, the Chargers have beat them two out of the last five times. Like it, it's it's not inconceivable. So Kansas City has beaten them by seven, by ten, and by three. Um, yes, I I think the Chargers can absolutely keep this thing close. I I trust them. So I'm I'm rolling with that. Uh, do you think there's any world where the Chiefs are pissed off that they finally lost the September game and they just come out guns blazing? No. No, I don't think this team gets mad about stuff. Hey, hey. All right, so let's say they are mad. What are they going to do? Yeah, they they're going to score more than they've already been scoring? Yeah, they still are they gonna, stop Are they going to finally play defense? No. Like, what are they going to do? Like, teams can get mad. They can be pissed off, but what do you do? At some point in time, you got to be able to do something different than you've always done. You put up too many points, which is a great thing. You don't put up too many, but you never put too many points. But you put up so many points, your defense is on the field constantly because you score in four plays. Okay? So your defense can't stop anybody. It's just the style of play you're going to play. That just means you're always going to be in really close games with good teams. You're going to blow out all the bad teams. But good teams are going to be able to score with you. Yes. Yes. You are not incorrect there. Uh, staying in the Sunday noon slot, uh, the 1 p.m. slot, we are going to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals headed to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And even with the injuries and whatnot, the Steelers still a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Total of 44 here. I, I I almost couldn't believe it. Look, Joe Burrow has got to stop telegraphing passes. He got to stop looking down receivers. He got picked off three times last week. I was kind of shocked a little bit that that he was allowing that to happen. And I don't know what it is that, that caused it. But I also don't know that this Steelers defense is going to be able to stop some of those those wide open plays down the field. I, I'm just, I'm curious. What I'm worried about is is Burrow getting hurt because he's still getting clobbered back there. Like that that offensive line has not improved very much. And at least, at least to the blind eye, right? I don't know what the protection schemes are. I don't know what all that is. But the Steelers with with the losses on on defense and I still don't trust their offensive line. I think the Bengals are going to be able to get to Roethlisberger. Um, hey, and we've already got problems with, with Matt Canada. It took two weeks. And, and Big yep. Ben already talking smack about him in the press conference. Hey, you're going to have to talk to Canada about that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just don't think the Steelers team is very good. And four and a half just seems like way too many. Uh, the line kind of stinks, which scares me on it. But I'm going to take the Bengals plus four and a half because it, this feels like a field goal game either way. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm taking the Bengals. I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. That'd be okay. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. All right. With that said, we will move on. Another 1 o'clock game, and this is the last one that we're going to hit on in that time slot. Uh, we have got da, 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 the Saints at the Patriots. Saints got clobbered last week against Carolina, and now they got to go up to Foxborough where the Pats, you know, got things rolling, looked really good against a rookie quarterback last week. Patriots minus three, total of 42.5. So they don't expect a lot of points here. Still got some issues as far as coaches being available for the Saints, etc. So who knows how that is going to turn out. But Pat's only a field goal favorite. And I feel pretty good about the Pats here. Mac Jones has played really well. Played well enough to win both of their first two games. And I don't know what to expect out of the Saints now. I, I told you last week. So I, by the way, I went 4-1 uh, and one 
on my on my picks last week and like on my super contest picks. And of course the Saints is the one that I lost because I thought that they were gonna be back. I thought they were good. And and now maybe they're not. So I have no idea what to make of this. I I do I do really trust the Patriots. And I think that if Carolina's defense was able to give them fits, I think Bill found a few things in that film where he can confuse Jameis. And I think he will do that over and over and over again. Give me the Pats minus three here. Yeah, this is the answer. The New England Patriots are going to start covering games. Uh, Mac Jones hasn't looked great, but he's a rookie quarterback. Everyone of these rookie quarterbacks looks like shit, guys. Everyone thought they were going to all come in. They were all playing. They were all look great. Rookie quarterbacks don't play great. They just don't. That's why they're rookies. And and this is just one of those situations where the defense and the run game are going to bail him out. They're going to be able to control this thing and, and, and keep this thing close. I, I just trust that defense. I trust Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Same here. I, I just I just trust Bill Belichick at this point. Like I, I, I Mac Jones, no, he hasn't played like outstanding. He doesn't look the way that Tom Brady looks or anything like that. But for him to be a rookie and come in as a first-time starter immediately in this offense, uh, I think he's looked pretty good. He's he, Like I said, he has played well enough to win both games. I think he will play well again here, especially at home. And with that said, we're going to move into the afternoon slate. And we have got a barn burner to start off with. The Seahawks headed to Minnesota. Both teams like to put up points. Again, the odds brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. Use the promo code that's in the description to sign up. Uh, there is a link down there as well. Um, Vikings are a two-point underdog at home, total of 55.5. So they are expecting two more touchdowns in this game than they are expecting in the Patriots and the Saints, and that makes perfect sense to me, although I'm sure if Mike Zimmer had his way, he would prefer a game played in the 30s. Uh, you ain't going to get that here. The Seahawks know how to put up points. They will continue to do so. Uh, I do trust Russ over Kirk Cousins here. Cousins has played well this year. If you just look at his advanced stats, he he's a really good like top ten quarterback. But he cannot get it done for whatever reason. And it's not just him. I think it bleeds out to the entire team. Now that he's been there for so many years, that that clutch gene is gone from them. And and I don't know what to make of it. Like I I trust the Seahawks here to get it done minus two. I, neither one of these defenses scares me at all. So I expect a lot of points. Um, if I had to choose, I'd probably go over. Over the fifty-four or fifty-five and a half, um, I just I don't know what to make of Minnesota, man. I got no idea. What uh, What are your thoughts? I don't like this game. I think it's stinks. I'm taking the Vikings plus two. I I think it's rare to see decent teams. Like I don't believe the Vikings are trash. Okay, it's rare to see decent teams start off the season zero and three. It's just at some point in time, they're going to win a game. They're going home for the first time all season. This is their first home game. I'm just going to, I'm just going to take the chance that they're going to be prepared. They're going to be ready this week. It's going to be the best they've looked all year. They looked great last weekend. Just, you know, they ran into a buzzsaw. Um, I, I don't think, I don't think the Seahawks are that yet. And so I'm just going with gut and I'm going with the, with the bike. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, first game at home for the Vikings. Um, you know, it, it, obviously we've only got two weeks worth of data, but Seattle, number three offense in the league right now. Uh, Minnesota, number 14 offense. And Seattle's defense is actually better than Minnesota's defense, at, at least per the numbers thus far. 
But of course, the Vikings did have to play Burrow and Kyler Murray in the first two weeks. Um, yeah, I I can understand where you're coming from because that line does kind of stink. It it does kind of stink. So, uh, all right, I'm I'm gonna get suckered into it. I'm gonna take the Seahawks minus two. I'm gonna take the Seahawks. All right, next game on the docket, we have got the Bucks at the Rams, and this one's a pick 'em. Uh, total of 54 and a half. It's the Sunday late afternoon game. This one's going to be split between Fox. So who knows? Wherever you are in the country, you're going to get one of these two games. I I don't know. I feel like it's too easy to take the Bucks. I feel like this is one of those prime spots for Tom Brady, who has already thrown a metric shit ton of touchdowns. And I think he's going to continue here. I know that the Rams defense is really, really good. But I do feel like... This is a big spot. Tom Brady always shows up in big spots. I he I feel like old man Brady kind of wants to put it to uh young boy genius Sean McVay, who has now been around this league for a, a long time, it feels like. I I think this is a spot where Tom Brady shines. So I'm I'm gonna take the Bucks to to win the game. That's all we gotta do is pick a winner. I I'm gonna take Tom Brady. Yeah, me too. I this Rams Rams team looked a little weird against the uh, Colts, and that 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 gave me a little bit of concern. Um, and also, this is going to be the best defense that the Rams have faced so far. So, for the first time, we're going to see when we know they're passing because they can't run because nobody runs against the Bucks. When they become one dimensional, how great are they? Yeah, and we don't know. Uh, didn't Henderson go out of that last game too? I don't know what the injury status he, on him is. I think I don't know if he's going to not come back this week or not. He did. He did miss time last week, and I know he's on the injury report. But that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's running the football. Nobody runs on the Bucks. You just don't True. do it. True. And if if Stafford doesn't have that that play action threat, uh, what does it mean? Right. What does that yeah. mean? Uh, I will tell you one of the biggest reasons why I'm going to take Tampa Bay in this spot. Uh, DVOA as far as special teams go. The Rams dead last in the league in special teams DVOA. Tampa Bay is number four. Like That is a sizable advantage for the Bucks. So I, I think that that is a big enough advantage where, you know, offense versus defense on both sides, pretty pretty even thus far it looks like. You know, you got good quarterbacks on both sides. You got good defenses on both sides. I think special teams could be where it's won, and I will trust Tampa Bay in that spot. Uh, so far in this season. So we're we're both riding bucks on a pick 'em on that one. All right, we got two more to hit before we get to our super contest picks. So let's dive into it. Uh the Sunday night football game. Packers headed to San Francisco. The 49ers a three and a half point favorite, total of forty eight here. Uh you know, I as bad as the Packers looked in week one, I wonder how much of that was the the moving the game to Jacksonville and and all of that combination of things. Jameis played out of his mind. Aaron Rodgers played as bad as we may have ever seen him play. Packers look pretty good on Monday night. Now, the 49ers have the rest advantage. I don't know that that necessarily matters here, especially with it being a Sunday night game. Man, I, th- I think I'm going to take the Packers plus three and a half. I know that every time they've gone out to California lately, it feels like they have been blown out by like three touchdowns. But I... I think that they got something on track here, and I don't like the way the 49ers have looked as of late. You know, only scored 17 points in Philadelphia, uh, gave up a bunch of points late to the Lions in, in week one. I I don't... The team is good. Like, we know they're good. They do have some injuries that, you know, are 
maybe kind of starting to pile up a little bit. There's there's more early in the season than you would like to see. But, yeah, I I don't know. I thought this defense from San Francisco would be a little bit better, and and they haven't been yet. So so we'll see, but I'll, I'll take that three and a half. I like the hook there. Uh, give me give me the Packers to cover. Yeah, I'll go 49ers. Um, I don't think this Packers team is very good. Uh, they were kind of in a dogfight with the Lions, who I know were not very good, and it's just one of those situations where if that game doesn't start raining and the Lions don't have two or three fumbles for missed snaps, not because somebody took the ball away from them, but because they missed exchanges or whatnot, this game isn't isn't close to what it looks like at all. And 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 so, you know, that's one of those things that happens sometimes and, and that's fine. The Packers didn't have those problems, but the Packers didn't look great. All right. This defense isn't very good. The Packers didn't score a lot on them until they started getting the ball in really good field position. They weren't going on long drives. They were punting more than I thought they would. And offensively, uh, defensively, this Packers team couldn't stop them at all. When when it was a, a, a you know a pretty night and and the balls were dry, the Lions had no problems moving the football up and down the field on them all night long. And so I just assumed that 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 Kyle's going to have something for them. They're going to be ready, and they're you know they're going to move the football on the Packers. Yeah, the Packers uh, defensive DVOA here uh, number twenty eight thus far. Now a lot of that from week one, but. But like you said, the Lions did move the ball on them. So number twenty-eight. They didn't 32. start stopping the Lions until until the, it started raining. Yeah. And and I just I think and then you see the Lions just slipping the ball all over the place. I'm thinking, what the hell is going on in Detroit? But <laughs> neither here nor there. You know that at some point in time, I'm not giving the Packers credit for that. That makes sense. Makes sense. So I I will I will choose to believe. That the Packers will will find a way to keep this you know close. Uh, I think they can cover three and a half. I like the hook. Uh, typically, that comes back to bite me. But uh, you know, these this is just pick them. This is what we do. I, I feel good about the pack. So, with that said, you're going to take the 49ers. We got one more game to hit before we hit our super contest picks, and the Monday Night Football game. Eagles head to Dallas. The line, of course, brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. Click the link in the description and use the promo code NCAAF2021 for a big-time bonus there. Uh, Cowboys four-point favorite, 51.5 is the total. And look, Amari Cooper's out. Michael Gallup is out. I'm... And yet I still believe in the Cowboys. I still think they're going to find a way to to, to win this one easily. I don't think that the Eagles are very good, even though they got the blowout win over the Falcons, who, again, another team that I don't think is very good. And they kept it close with the 49ers at home, even though they only put up 11 points. I think the Cowboys are going to be able to move football at home. I I trust them in this spot. This will be their first game at home. So I do feel good about that. Hey, give, me, give me the Cowboys here, even without Cooper, even without Gallup. You know, Cooper, he might be, he might be playing. I'm I'm acting like he's totally out here, but I you know you got a you got a longer week than usual. I think that they are going to be able to move the ball with uh, Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott, and Dak has looked really good lately. So so hook me up here, give me the Cowboys. Uh, who uh, who are you rolling with? Yeah, I'm the same way. So far, I've been against Eagles every week, and I'm one and one against them. Uh, I'm going to keep riding against. It. I think the Col- uh, the uh, the Cowboys are are just the better football team. 
I'm not I'm not worried about the skilled players. I'm worried about this. The defense has improved, and uh, and and you know, C.D. Lamb is still there. Zeke is still there. Tony Pollard's still there. Dak is still there, and Dak's the most important part of that algorithm. And uh, and and yeah, I just think they're gonna be okay. So yeah, I I tend to agree. Uh, Dak Prescott has played insanely well. Uh, Philadelphia's numbers overall have have looked great through the first two weeks. Now, of course, a lot of that is highlighted because we've only got two weeks worth of data, and they blew out the Falcons in week one, thirty-two to six. But uh, but as far as total DVOA, which is which is all weighted and, and all that good stuff, they um they are number eight in the league as far as DVOA is concerned right now. Number thirteen offense, uh, number eight defense. I don't know what to make of that, but I do know that Dallas is a really good team and they have got firepower. And I think Mike McCarthy finally has something rolling with this team. So give me give me the Cowboys here. You uh you ready to jump into the soup contest? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, I will uh I will start us off and I'm gonna roll with Chris's Washington football team plus ten at the Bills. I think that that Bills blowout last week has inflated this number. Josh Allen still did not look great last week at all. If you go look at his box uh, score, if you look at his his advanced stats. Not great. Like something is is wrong there. I don't know what it is, but you know they did get a big big win, and and Washington could have trouble with this defense. But I think ten points is too much here. I think Washington's defense is the deciding factor. This looks more like a touchdown game to me. So give me Washington plus ten. Yeah, I got the same bet. So we'll we'll, we'll go there. Uh, the football team plus ten is too many points. The defense is too good. I know they haven't looked great so far defensively. They are better. They're disciplined. They're going to be fine. And, um, and yeah, I, I think they're going to find a way to just keep this thing close. What, uh, what is your second pick? My, my second pick is uh, the Chargers. Chargers plus seven against the Chiefs. I think it's too many points. I just do. Historically, these teams play close games. And that's that. We, uh, we both see this exactly the same. That is also my second pick as well. Uh, my third pick here. I'm going to take the Bucks to get it done on the road at the Rams. Uh, Tom Brady in big-time spots where he might feel like he's disrespected or it's somebody that could be trying to take his mantle. He is going to take charge of that. This is a conference foe. I think that he steps up in a big, big way. Give me the Bucks in a pick em over the Rams. Wow, we are super contest-like Eskimo brothers here because <laughs> I got the Bucks as well. <laughs> It, it it seems like these lines might be a little too, a little too stinky, right? Like they're, they're, we might get blown out on this. <laughs> hey, listen, it won't be the first time I've gotten blown out. Hell, it won't be the last. No, no. you play the game, it don't happen. You uh, you are not incorrect on that. Um, so my fourth one here, I'm gonna roll with the Panthers minus seven and a half at the Texans. You got a rookie quarterback going up against that Panthers defense. They have looked lights out thus far. Matt Rule doing what he does best in building teams up on the line of scrimmage. He will continue to do that. NFL, college, doesn't matter where he is. He knows how football games are won, and I think he will do the same thing here. I think 7.5 is way too low. This seems like a two-touchdown game. I think the Panthers absolutely blow the doors off of him on Thursday night. Yeah, that was going to be one of my picks. I'm not going to take it. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was in the conversation. I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Plus four and a half against the Steelers. I think the Steelers' offense is about to start seeing what happens when uh, guys don't get along and things start getting real. Okay, this is like a real-world uh, promo here. 
Um, this is, I, 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 A, I think the most important player on the team is, is Johnson, and I don't know that he's coming back. He seems healthy. He didn't miss a lot of snaps, but, man, Dante took a lot of hits, and he limped off the field a whole lot. Now, he, he kept coming back. At some point in time, those hits are going to keep adding up. He's the best player on the team. He's the most dynamic player on the team, in my opinion. Juju is completely washed. It, 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 this is why you don't go out and draft Najee. Najee has played 100% of the snaps. Najee has touched the ball a million times. And Najee is averaging like 2.2 yards a touch because the offensive line blows. Now you're, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. That's, uh, that's not one of mine. Now, I've, the way that you explained it, I feel like it probably should have been. Uh, my fifth pick this week. So, and I, I went four and one last week. I don't have the numbers pulled up. I should have pulled them up. Um, but by the way, you can look over on Winning Cures Everything. Just click on picks, and you can go find our uh, our picks over there. Uh, but yeah, I went four and one last week after going one and four. So this week, who knows what to expect? I'm gonna I'm gonna keep betting against bad football teams, and I'm gonna bet against the Jaguars again. Give me the Cardinals minus seven and a half. I know that the hook is right there. I get it, but. This Cardinals team can put up points in bunches, and honestly, the Jags have trouble just about everywhere. Like they <laughs> remember, this team got beat by the Texans by 16 points in Week One, and I don't expect it to get a lot better. So I, I think I think the Cardinals are going to win this one by double digits. The fact that it's only seven and a half, um, I don't know if that's because of how the Cardinals' defense looked against the Vikings but I trust the Vikings much more than I trust the Jags right now. It doesn't seem like anybody's getting along over there. Uh, yes, Urban Meyer came out and said that he is not a candidate for the USC job, but man, he does not look happy. The players do not look happy. They they don't seem to know what they're doing or what is expected of them. And when you've got a situation like that, like this team could legitimately go 0-16. So we'll, we'll see what happens. they got talent. You know, Trevor has made some amazing plays, but he has also made some boneheaded plays. And and I think this is ripe for, for a double-digit win for the Cardinals here. All right. I, I, this is not my pick. It's not my game. I'm not going to comment on the game. <laughs> you brought up Urban Meyer saying he's not the USC candidate. He's not going to go whatever. If Urban Meyer gave me my own address to get home, I wouldn't trust it. I wouldn't trust it. I'd, I'd hit every house in the neighborhood before I walked into that one. Because he's a lying sack of shit, okay? Yeah. So, that's, that's him saying that means nothing, okay? He might not get the job. He might not take the job. might not be offered, whatever. But that doesn't mean he's telling the truth because the man doesn't know how to tell the truth, all right? He's just a piece of crap. Anyway, <laughs> neither here nor there. Taking the pats, laying the three. Saints, not – they're going to struggle again offensively two weeks in a row. All right, pass defense is going to smother them. I think that they're coming into their own, and and we're going to win the game by a field goal or more. I'm good. I can I can understand that. So Pat's minus three. Hey, uh, if Jameis has another bad outing, do you think that we get a Taysom Hill sighting? At no, I I think the problem was they kept trying to give they kept kept trying to Taysom got a lot of touches last week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and they're trying to make something happen. They're trying to get a spark, whatever. I don't think that's working. Jameis Winston is a quarterback. He plays quarterback. I don't know what position Taysom Hill plays, but it ain't quarterback, okay? I think he could just be about anything other than 
quarterback. Like now, I, I know if that you're sick of Jameis and you want to give my boy Ian a look, I don't know how close he is to ready, but I'm assuming not very at all because none of these rookie quarterbacks have looked good. Throwing another rookie quarterback in against the Patriots just sounds like a terrible idea. Agreed. Agreed. But we'll see. We will see. All right. So Pat's minus three. All right. I think we're uh I think we're wrapped up for this week. So you got All anything right, else you want to add in? I do not. I do not. It's been fun. I appreciate it. And uh hopefully we'll win some bets because yes, uh we hoping. picked a lot of them the same. No, you you were <laughs> right about that. Normally that is a recipe for uh disaster. Uh, oh but, yeah, no, that's definitely a, a go the other way situation. No, you you're right about that. Not. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. All right. With that said, I'll uh, I'll go ahead and let you get out of here, and then I'll I'll wrap up the show. Sound good? See you, buddy. Wonderful. Later. All right. So with that said, it is winning cures everything. Go to winningcureseverything.com. That is going to wrap up today's show. Uh, yeah, the website has everything you need to know about us. Everywhere you need to subscribe. All of our picks. Everything else. The BetUS college football shows are over there. The I mean everything's over there. The the SBR shows. I post those as well. Like, we got everything posted, winningcureseverything.com, and everywhere you need to subscribe and follow. Uh, leave a nice five-star review over at Apple Podcasts. That would certainly help us out. Like I said, subscribe to the BetUS College Football Show and the SBR College Football Show. Help us out over there. Help those numbers out. If you have not already, go ahead and like this video. Help us out. Again, we appreciate the support. The numbers are skyrocketing. It's all because of you guys. We certainly appreciate it. Again, I've said it multiple times, but the show is brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. Use the promo code NCAAF2021 to get a 125% sign-up bonus, up to $2,500, and it is sportsbook exclusive. So go ahead and check it out. We would certainly appreciate the help. BetUS, where the game begins. All right, let's get out of here. You guys have been fantastic. Thank you for joining the show. Take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully all of you tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.